Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. There's desperation and anguish. More than 80,000 Afghans have since arrived in America. But this story is still unfolding. I'm Andrea Smartin. In my new podcast, Stranger Becomes Neighbor, we'll find out what happens to these new arrivals in our communities. Who would help our newest neighbors? Follow us at kslpodcast.com, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen. Hi, and welcome to this week's edition of Utah Weekly Forum. I'm your host, Rebecca Cressman. I have been admiring Michelle Barber for a long time. She's also known as Style Queenie. But just the other day, as I was in the broadcast house, I noticed that she was filming uh, one of the podcast episodes that she's involved in. And I thought, you know what? Let's talk a little bit more with you, Michelle, about the vision of Style Queenie, because that has been around for quite a bit. So tell us a bit about this. Yeah, so I started Style Queenie. It's been about four years ago now. And the reason that I did it is because I was working in an environment that was um, predominantly male. And I felt like um, I wanted to empower other women to know that it's okay to be a strong woman, to be confident, and to actually not be afraid to put themselves out there. So have confidence in style and in performance and in every area of their life. I want to say that that is um, a message that to me is unique to the last few years, because over my lifetime, it's, you know, you, you display power this way, you display, you get attention this way, you celebrate your femininity this way. And this to me sounds like an entire well-rounded package, like go ahead and embrace every part of who you are. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think we need to, and I think always the, um, the way people felt about asserting their power was that they had to be aggressive. And I think as women, we are, yes, we may have a little bit of that aggression in us, but the most powerful way we can assert our power is actually by being feminine and still being strong and not backing down, but also embracing what we have inside of us and being able to just let people know we're here. We're not going anywhere. We're as good, if not better than anybody else. And you know what? We can look good while we're doing it, too. Well, and and you talk about the vision of Style Queenie. And, and to me, it's very empowering. So I appreciate this. So it's um, you have a blog and an Instagram. Tell us about where you are, uh, where we can find this vision and, and maybe either follow you and learn from what you're sharing. Yeah. So uh, the blog is www.stylequeenie.com, which is S-T-Y-L-E-Q-U-E-E-N-I-E.com. And my Instagram is Style Queenie, but it has an extra E on the end of it. Um, also Facebook. Um, and, and what I do is I write my blog posts and then I share to social media and I have different topics and they're not always about style. They're not always about empowerment. Sometimes it's something random. You know, I, I found a great product. It could be something like that. But really what I'm doing is I'm sharing some things that are true to me. I don't ever just promote something or talk about something unless it means something to me. Mm -hmm. Tell me about how people have been receiving uh, your messages. You know, I've had a lot of people that have been, you know, that have told me that I've, and I've seen them come out of their shell and actually have the confidence to try new things, to be a little bit more assertive, to be a little bit stronger and actually um, stand up for who they are. And I've seen, to see this transformation and see these people grow, it is, that's why I did it. I want to see people be the best that they can be. Let's talk about, in the beginning, you were talking about the difference between aggression 
and assertiveness. I mean, I've heard those two terms. Tell me, what is the difference between aggression and assertion, especially in a world that is still adapting to the idea of female leadership? Uh, as you know, the research shows we've got lots of representation of female leadership in nonprofits, but much less so when it comes to the for-profit world, uh, for the medical world, for lawmaking, all of that. So tell us again, give us that kind of guideline. Well, I think in, initially it was viewed as if a woman would speak up that they were rude, but not anymore. Now it's kind of like, I think what women are learning, and or at least this is kind of what I saw when I was um, pushy and, and really, really pushing and speaking out and doing it in a tone that was very uh, confrontational, that pushes people away. It makes them step backwards and not want to um, engage you or actually even listen to what you're saying. So what I found was when you embrace that feminine uh, power inside of you and that, you know, allow yourself to confront somebody in a way that's a little bit softer, it doesn't have to be mean. It doesn't have to be, um, it doesn't have to look the way it's always looked. What I found is because I am a definitely a very strong um, type A personality and I would kind of intimidate people. And so I've kind of learned to, you know, step back a little bit and actually think before I'm going to say something. Because when I say something in the heat of the moment, and that's when you can really tell your whole body feels differently when you are in that aggressive state. I, I really appreciate your honesty because... Um we are, as we grow older, we kind of learn more self-awareness. And um, it's difficult to step back and go, you know what? I might have a habit of being confrontational rather than being informational. And um, how do I change that? How do I recognize that and go about changing that? Um, it, it's very hard to be self-reflective. It, no, it absolutely is. And, and actually, I do have a benefit. I have a husband that's a life coach, so he definitely, <laughs> he definitely helps me. Although I, I will say, being coached by your husband, not the same. Um, but it, it, what he teaches and a lot of the things that I've seen over the years have, have caused me to self-reflect and realize that, you know what, I don't care how far you've come in life. There's always something more you can learn. You can always be better. And if you're willing to accept that and actually uh, look for ways to improve yourself, you start noticing things. Like I noticed um, how people were reacting to me and I thought, well, I don't want that reaction. So now I have to change my approach. In, in fact, the body language yeah, is absolutely. one of the first signs. They lean back, they mm -hmm. step back, they break eye contact yeah. and are and sometimes you're met either with silence or with an equally confrontational, depending on that other person's conflict right. uh, resolution. There's style. two mm -hmm. two forms of aggression, obviously. So somebody either will confront you back and argue, like you said, or they'll do the passive aggressive where you think everything's going to be good and then they just do it behind your back anyway. You know, so so there's definitely different reactions and we don't. We don't want that. And it's, our world is trying so hard to try to have more gender equality and more um, sensitivity to the roles that have been placed on men and women over the years and how that affects our um, attitudes about each other. But there has been some very interesting um, social science that has said in general – Men and women negotiate differently when there's a problem placed in front of them. Now, maybe this will change in 10 years. Uh, but at this point, what it had shown is that women tend to look for compromise. 
that women tend to look for ways to be able to have that win-win solution. Mm -hmm. Women tend to, you know, uh, be less confrontational, not always. Yeah. And, and so when you say embrace the feminine, tell me what you mean by that. Well, I think, I think just that softer approach, kind of like you say, it can be a win-win. It really can. I mean, here's what happens is very often people, when they go into a situation, think that it's either one way or the other. And sometimes when you're given two choices, it's a dilemma. You, you, either somebody wins and the other person loses, right? And nobody ever wants to lose. So that what ends up happening is you fight for where you stand. The other person fights for where they stand and the whole, you know, people and everything gets lost in the process. So the idea is to come up with another another solution that's a third option and then that allows you to compromise so so you kind of both don't get what you want Mm -hmm. essentially yes and and that is recognized as possibly the better solution because you've included more people's opinions and needs in that final solution. For those who've just joined us, this is Michelle Barber. She is also known as Style Queenie. You may have seen her blog. If you haven't, you're going to want to see it. She's also has a, a how many people are following you on Instagram? Um, about 19,000. Yeah, that's a lot. That's about 10 times as many as I have. <laughs> and and in that, not only do you have messages about empowerment and discovering yourself, but also an emphasis on presentation, presenting yourself. Tell me a little bit about how our um, the, our personal style reflects a bit more about um, our own personal strengths. Yeah, I mean, I think I think that what happens is very often when people are de- deciding what their style is, they look at um, certain styles and try and copy exactly. And I think. My, my philosophy has always been, this is my personality. I am bold. I am kind of outspoken. I am a little bit funky. That's what my style is like. I present myself the same way in my style as I do when you see when you meet me. Um, I've never really been a rule follower. So if I find a rule, I, I want to adapt it to myself. I, you know, like, I mean, just something as simple as, you know, the rule always used to be no white after Labor Day. Well, I've never, ever followed that rule because I like white, so I'm going to wear it when I want to wear it. And I think that people need to kind of embrace what they feel and what they think. And if they have a little bit of unsurety, to actually seek inspiration from people that are not afraid to express themselves through their style. You know, um, one time I was going onto your blog and you had some incredible shoes. And so what I did is I actually went to the um, shoe, shoe store. I won't say which one. And a department store that was selling shoes. And I tried to rustle up the courage to get some wow shoes. And I was finding that I was continuing to go back to my neutral colors. And because that has been, you know, how I identify myself kind of maybe casual tomboy California, not necessarily um, style conscious. And and then I realized, okay, if I'm going to do something, I'm going to step back. And I watched a couple 20-year-old girls start pulling out some really fun, colorful shoes. And then after they left, <laughs> I went, okay, I'm going to find my side. So I'm going to challenge myself to get from between my normal pick and there. Somewhere, Somewhere in there, between. just take it up. <laughs> and they are my favorite shoes. Yeah. And and because I took that step. Now, I didn't try to adopt your style, but it bumped me up um, just a bit out of that comfort zone. Well, I think that's the, the thing. We all have our own comfort zone and it's different, right? Yours may be a little bit smaller than mine, 
But I still am always looking for ways to expand my comfort zone. And the only way you ever grow, if that's what you want to do, if you do actually want to be a little bit more bold and actually find something that's a little different and stand out a little bit, that's what you have to do. I mean, shoes to me are the most important part of an outfit. So and, I- and see, that's like a new idea for me. I've been seeing that maybe in the last 10 years and before they were fairly utilitarian for me, running shoes, yeah. right? You know, sandals for the sunshine or whatever it may be, winter boots. And yet every time I see someone coming with that kind of wow pair of shoes, that's what strikes my eyes. But I do want to say for those who've just joined us that Michelle Barber just said something really powerful. If style is important to you, if you want your personal style to take it up an edge, this is going to give you those ideas. But you certainly are entitled and should be feeling comfortable in your own zone if you decide not ever to get leopard skin. Yeah, right. You know, to, to, it's all your own perf- personal taste and um, expression. Well, because the thing is, is if you go out and you're wearing something that you're not comfortable in, people know and you act differently. You don't feel confident about yourself. So there's no point in doing it. You kind of have to take baby steps if you do want to expand your comfort zone. But if you're happy where you are, then keep doing it. If you're not, again, seek inspiration. All right. So shoes are the most important. I think so. I, you know, more often than not, probably 90% of the time I pick my shoes before I pick my outfit. And tell me what that is. Is that just the foundation of how much pizzazz you're going to have that day? Yeah. I mean, really what it is, is I, I, I've i always been drawn to shoes. To me, that's the first thing I look at when somebody's wearing something. They can be wearing a fantastic outfit, but if their shoes are not great, that's what I remember. Um, and I've always just had this philosophy that there is no point in putting together an outfit unless you have it all pulled together. Mm. And so because shoes have always been kind of an afterthought for a lot of people that's why I focus more on the shoes because I I mean my husband always says that whenever we're traveling and we do travel quite a bit for business that when we're traveling when we're in the airport somebody always comes up to me and says I love your shoes or I love this and he's like sometimes he kind of rolls his eyes but now he's kind of like well I just I I just kind of know. And you're looking at it as an expression of fearlessness. I want to, I I love to say, here I am, the individual Michelle Barber. Absolutely. And and this, I think, is fun. So I'm going to celebrate it. Yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. And it's not about, hey, everybody look at me. It's more like I look at me and I'm like, I like what I see. Mm. I love that individuality. Uh, For those who have just joined us again, it's Michelle Barber from uh, Style Queenie. And Michelle, you have a lovely accent, and I should probably let you you introduce yourself. So tell us a bit about where you came from and how it became that you decided, I mean, have you been loving fashion and design all your life before you started this? So Yeah, um, I moved from England about 20 years ago, and I did because um, I had family over here, and I was a single mom of a three-year-old boy. And so I wanted to create a really great life for my son and I. So I moved over. I had a cousin here that was going to help me out and kind of I stayed with her for about a year. And then um, then I kind of, you know, moved into my own home and things kind of changed. But the reason that I was in in really liked style is ever since I was little, my mom would always say, that I always was looking for things that were unique. Like even when I was like three and four, my mom would pick me something out at the store and I'd, if I could see that there were a lot of people wearing that thing, I didn't want to wear it, which is, I mean, kind I of guess... counterculture. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, it was just how I came. You know, some people are just born that way. Um, 
there used to be a TV commercial on in England that was it was for baked beans, which is kind of crazy. But this little girl was in it, and she was this really sassy little girl. And she said, "And my mum and dad said when I grow up, I'm going to be a proper little madam." And my parents just said that was exactly my personality. I they just knew I was always going to be feisty and sassy, and I just I don't know. I just loved it. I had I would have my mom make clothes for me that I had kind of designed. And, and so then, four years ago, when you transitioned from the other full time work that you had into opening up uh, Style Queening, uh, do you sell products too? Um, you- I have I have done a little bit here and there. I what I'll do is on my blog I will link um, to places that people can buy things. I've done a little bit of selling product, but not a whole lot. Um, I, I kind of wanted to build the foundation of it more about helping people than actually just making money. Right, than marketing a product. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What do you hear from people that are a little bit more like me, a little nervous about stepping out of the comfort zone? Well, I mean, I, I, I took one of my friends shopping, um, a girl that had lost a lot of weight, and she was really nervous to try on things. So I sat with her in the dressing room as she tried things on, and um, she came out, and she... I could feel that confidence kind of growing in her as she was doing things, things that she probably would have never tried before. And I think the reason she was okay with going with me is she knew I was going to be honest with her and tell her, okay, this doesn't work. It's not like, oh my gosh, you look awful in that. It's just this doesn't work for your body type or this doesn't work for your skin tone or something like that. So I think the key is for somebody that is not necessarily um, as gregarious or really wants to put themselves out there or maybe is looking to maybe expand a little bit, take somebody with you and just go experiment, go try things on. Well, it's interesting because I just had that aha moment talking with you. And it's true when you're not quite sure what you, what looks good on you, what style uh, will make you feel confident as you move forward. When you're shopping, you're full of doubts. And, and you might even, like for me, I might even ask a stranger, I'm looking for validation, versus once you've defined and given yourself permission mm-hmm. to express your own style and you've learned more about your body shape and you've learned more about what works in your uh, work field, then you can shop with confidence. Right. And that changes that because there is, and I'm not going to speak for all women, but there is so much hesitancy and um, self-consciousness and that desire to meet the beauty standard that weighs on women as we shop and buy clothes. It can be a very um, emotional experience. Absolutely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, we are in such a, in a world where there's so much comparison and, and insecurity. And, and I really do think that there is a unique, amazing person inside of all of us. And I think we need to just let that out a little bit more. And sometimes the best way to do it is through just even if it's just wearing a pair of funky earrings. I mean, it really doesn't matter. I was but, looking at your earrings because yeah. I thought if shoes are number one, are earrings number two? <laughs> Pretty close. But <laughs> it's a safe step. Yeah. But absolutely. it's still an expression of uh, individuality. It is. Mm. It is. I love that. Now, you have a podcast. Tell us about that. Yeah. So um, we, we started the podcast a couple of months ago. And in the podcast, it's um, it's on the FM100 app and at FM100.com. And I talk about a little bit about style, a little bit about confidence building, a little bit about empowerment. And I'll tell you, talking about stepping out of your comfort zone, I can write all day. I can sit behind my computer. I can talk to people all day in person. But on camera, I was like, I don't know what to say. So it's been a really good experience for me to expand my comfort zone and realize that, you know what, no matter what your age, no matter what 
what it is that you've got going on in your life, you can always, always, always expand your comfort zone and become better people. In fact, a lot of the times as I've been in media, um, and people don't realize this, that sometimes you're backstage and there's 25,000 people in an arena and you're getting ready to step on. We have to do the self-talk as well. Like, how did I get myself into this? All right. I sure hope, uh, you know, because we're all human and, and it is by just getting out and doing it over and over again that we lose that self-consciousness and we gain con- gain confidence in Absolutely. ourselves. Mm-hmm. You, nobody starts being able to do everything right away. Yeah. You know, I I worked in media. I was in sales for 20 years. And and honestly, it was it, it became so I could do it with my eyes closed. So when you change what you've been doing for some, you know, when you've been doing it for so long, it really does kind of set you back. And if you're holding yourself to that same standard that you were before, it's going to look like you're kind of failing. But really, failure is only when you fall down and don't pick yourself up. Oh, that's very powerful. We have a few minutes um, left with Michelle, and I'm sure some of you have questions. So I want to talk with you about how we interact with you, either through the podcast, which is on the FM 100.3 app, and the podcast is called... It's called Style Queenie. So that's why you want to remember Style (laughs) Queenie. Um, Your blogs are on what? What's the website called? www.stylequeenie.com. Okay, so you're you're picking up the trend yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. And then Style Queenie on Instagram has one extra E on the end. Um, and, and to interact with me, you know, I have a um, place you can email me on my website. You can comment on things. Um, same on my Instagram, on my Facebook, which is Style Queenie with just the one E on the end. And, you know, I want to hear what you guys think. Mm-hmm. If there is a topic that you want me to talk about, let me know. Because I don't remember or think about everything. And I don't think I have all the best original content. But what I want to do is make it so that it is empowering to you. I love that. I would love the idea that when we start our day, almost regardless of our economic status, because, you know, when we have more money, we have more options for, for buying. But that idea that we can get some encouragement to start our day feeling more self-empowered when we're embracing something that makes us feel confident, whether it starts with our shoes, right? Or whether it just starts with remembering some of your empowering messages about being assertive and learning to try new things and being willing to fail. Well, and I think that whole self-talk thing, I mean, we, uh, you saw the movie, The Help, you know, the, 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 the (laughs) nanny just says, you are, you are beautiful. You are, you know, I mean, Mm -hmm. if, if we are telling ourselves this every day, we're going to believe what we say. And when we believe that about ourselves, that's what other people see about us. And I don't, I jumped on you and I want to make sure that we hit that again in the movie, The Help. If you haven't read the book, um, read it. If you haven't had a chance to see the movie, watch it because there is a loving nanny helping to take care of a little girl who is, I'll say, not getting the nurturing she um, should have. And every day and every opportunity that Nanny is saying, you are good, you are strong, you're beautiful, beautiful. Mm -hmm. and um, repeating it over and over again. And that caught my eye too. Yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. I mean, here's the thing is a girl's self-confidence peaks at age nine. And then after that, it takes a nosedive. Mm. And that's that's a a study that that I've researched because – I, if you think about that, like whatever age we are now, imagine if our confidence is not where it needs to be. And because at nine, you're not so worried about what other people think. But as we get older, we start hearing other people's voices in our heads. What is what is somebody going to think about what I do? And if I do try this new thing, what are they going to think about it? Here's the thing, though. If, if we have our own back 
and we are um, feeling good about ourselves, that doesn't matter. Mm. And I appreciate that honesty because sometimes it can feel um, threatening or feel... Um, I'm just going to use that word, like a big change, the idea of women empowerment. We kind of think there might be even young uh, young women in their 20s and teens that thinks it's already here. The reality is when you step back and you look uh, deeply, there is a great undercurrent of self-doubt running through women. There is wonderful active um, research coming out of the Utah Valley University about women in leadership, about how a man, and I wish I could re- sum- summarize this, if there's a job out there. Um, a man who has, I think, 60 to 70 percent of the qualifications, he'll still leap and apply yeah. for that. Yeah. But the woman will not take that risk to apply for that job unless she believes she has somewhere like 85 to 95 percent of the qualifications. So we're just this is now. Yeah. So we are still more reluctant. That means we've got to bridge that gap that we left behind when we were nine years old. What a thought to close with. Michelle Barber, Style Queenie, we're so appreciative of your messages of empowerment and embracing the individual within us. Thank you for joining us on this oh, week's edition pleasure. of Utah Weekly Forum. I'm going to go get some great earrings. Okay. <laughs> and shoes. <laughs> and shoes. <laughs>